TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North first place twin show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore and his first track on the Bomba bus on the Score North first place twin show. It is Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. Hey guys. A little flip flop. Welcome to the Score North first place twin show, Jonathan. It's an interesting bus you guys got here. So Manny will be producing the Mackie and Judd with Rami program this afternoon, which is every day from four to six because Jonathan needs a little break in between this and Minnesota United Soccer right here on Score North on 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the Score North mobile app. We have a lot to get to on the show this hour, which every time, every every weekday in this hour, you get Twins Talk on the Score North first place Twins show, including Derek wanted to uh, get in on award season. We handed out the Twinsies yesterday. The yes. mid, The midseason Twinsies. I missed it. On the show yesterday, and you missed the it. The what? The midseason Twinsies. The Mid-season twinsies. 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 Okay. Yes. It's an award. It's an award. and uh, Distributed in Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 72. I wanted, I Jonathan, wanted, we're just catching you up on all okay. the bits. I wanted to actually make trophies and send Judd down there with them. He was too embarrassed. I'm wondering if you'll do it, Derek. You're down in the Twins Clubhouse from time to time. The trophy is just going to be a naked Ken doll, spray-painted gold Glued to a tin can with uh, twinsies written across the front of course with I'll a do sharpie. It. Cool. Yes, I just want you to go down in the clubhouse. It has to be after the All Star with break. a box full of twinsies. Okay, uh, uh, how many are we talking here? Well, I was thinking it'd be like I four. Think, I think there was like I think there was seven categories. <laughs> okay. Byron Buxton won two of them. Okay, because I remember one so year a, for Vikings twins of twinsies collar. Yes, and uh, I'm. Struggling to remember the rest of the group, but Matthew Collar and a couple other people presented uh, a Vikings award for Mr. Mankato. It was a brainchild of our former station, and yeah. uh, boy, that was fun. Like It's a little, it's I get why Judd wouldn't want to. You are towing a little bit of a weird line there. Journalist covers the team. Like, I don't know. It's an award, man. I think, I think people like awards. Yeah. So it depends who we're giving them to, and uh, yes, I will do it. There, so there, there's six six recipients of the Twinsies Awards. So you would be taking a... Uh, you, you just you spilled the punchline on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Buxton doubled up. So let's let's get into the awards, because I want to get you in wanna, on this, too. You want to do that right now, or you want to you save that for a little later in the show? Let's we can get do... into it today on the okay. Score North First Place right. Twin Show. Because I think we should start with uh, last night. They, they fall to the A's in the most annoying stadium in all of baseball. I'll save that rant for Mackie and Judd with Rami this afternoon. <laughs> Eight to six, the final, and uh, really more than the loss in the record book in the in the loss column. Derek Wetmore, you lost Jake Odorizzi after just three innings due to a finger blister, and it sounds like an IL stint, but it's a good time for it. Really, if he's going to miss a start. This is probably the best time for Jake Odorizzi to miss a start. Yep, that's right. And there's a challenge because he's going to miss sometime, but the All-Star break also helps. It just, it stinks with uh, Jake Odorizzi, you know, pitching like an All-Star for you for the first half, and then, you know, now going to be without him for, he was going to pitch Sunday, I believe, was the schedule if it all lined up correctly. Uh, So he might not have pitched in the All-Star game anyway. This will officially cost him that. 
But you do wonder, do blisters stick around? And you remember Jose Barrios dealing with a similar issue. So this can be like a recurring thing. This is the kind of thing that you hope to sort of nip in the bud, stem it and make sure that it's not a problem come October, because that's not the kind of little nagging injury you you really want to be dealing with down the stretch. But it might, in a weird way, be a blessing in disguise that Jake Odorizzi, it sounds like probably won't go to the All-Star game if this blister is any sort of problem, because... Since the Twins got screwed in the all-star voting and the all-star roster at large, my my thinking is, well, if not enough Twins are going to get in, then maybe it's just best that the fewer Twins that get in, the better, and they, they take this rest that they kind of desperately need right now. They've had two days off in three weeks. They've had a rash of injuries over that time. They've had to use their bullpen quite a bit over that time. I think it's a it's a perfect time for some rest, and Jake Odorizzi doesn't have to travel to Cleveland. He can stay at home. He can get that blister right. He doesn't have to go through all the events and and things that surround the All Star Game that that can be draining and are just it's just a a, a a hassle in your schedule, I guess you could say, if it's something you don't really want to do. He gets to rest. The Twins will get to rest later next week when when the All Star break starts. Yeah, there's the. Two sides of the coin there. Obviously, I mean, I think the All-Star Game's a big deal. And I know there are people... I do too, but I'm just saying, if you're going to get screwed... Then yeah, 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 yeah. Get, take some benefit out of it. Yes. Find well, the in, silver lining in that cloud. the hashtag rest and recovery era, Rami Makhlouf. Yeah. So they're going to get something. Else. I I think if I was a Twins fan, I would really want to see Eddie Rosario participate or Max Kepler participate or Jake Odorizzi participate. But if I'm Rocco Baldelli... For them, maybe you're pulling for them, but if you're just if your goal is to secure home field, what difference does it make if that guy flies to Cleveland and and dials it up for a few innings? That that makes no difference whatsoever. The way to secure home field is to have your players healthy and rested and ready to go for the baseball's second half. I I, I do think they get something out of that. I think there's a real benefit to getting a little blow in the middle of the season, and the goal should be. October, not July. What did you make of Odorizzi's performance before leaving with the blister? Just like I said, three innings, but six runs, five of those earned on four hits. He walked three batters as well, which is uncharacteristic for what he's been so far this season. He has not been walking a lot of hitters. Concerning at all? Do you chalk that up to the blister? How did you feel about the Jake Odorizzi performance last yeah, night? Yeah, bad. It was a bad outing, and it was a little remindful of that outing in Philadelphia, I believe. It was like raining and cold, and he didn't get out of the first inning. You thought, that's weird. That's not Jake Odorizzi. Well, turns out there's a reason that's not Jake Odorizzi. I would just completely flush it. I would just say, this is... He was pitching at something less than 100%, and I'm not going to cast this forward. It is. It, it was a little interesting, two things off of this injury. Because it really is. It's a bummer for Jake, and it's a bummer for the Twins. The pitching coach, Wes Johnson, went out for a visit and was like, hey, man, you know what's going on? Are you okay? He gets through three innings, and, and as I wrote for uh, scorenorth.com this morning, he survived through three innings, more or less, because didn't have that curve doesn't use that all the time anyway but split change how much were you seeing that yesterday right was really kind of didn't feel like a jake odorizzi start in part because then he wasn't throwing the fastball where he wanted it all the time next batter so bases are loaded manager rocco baldelli and head athletic trainer tony leo go out there and they're like hey man uh 
Wes Johnson says you have a blister, or I'm guessing, I'm putting words in their mouth. You doing okay? They How's were it saying feel? on the call, they said blister after the game, but they were saying on the call that there was an issue with a fingernail that he had either polished or super glued because it was... So it was Jake always does that. It was cracking up and like like flaking off, kind of. Yeah, so Jake always has like a, like a tacky substance or something. I don't, I, tacky's probably not the right word. Um, but he has, you'll see his middle fingernail like painted was like it's like his nail polish but Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's something a little bit more structurally sound than that and that's i think because of the way he throws his curveball his changeup is a split finger so i don't know if that impacts it at all but it's not this would not be the first time that odorizzi has done that um the technical you know diagnosis that i saw on twinsbaseball.com was blister so i'm gonna go with that uh Anyways, they're checking him out on the mound, and then he can't do exactly what he wants to with that secondary pitch, that off-speed that Chris Herman then yanks out to right center field for a grand slam ball game. Not decided, but swung in favor of Oakland at that point. Uh, he did stay in for the next batter, but when he threw two pitches nowhere near the strike zone, Baldelli walked out of the dugout and was like, yeah, that's, that's enough of this, because... That was, was clearly impacting his command in that in that fourth inning before the grand slam. Did he have one or two walks? No, so it was the Miguel Sano error. I think the little dump base hit uh, just in front of Byron Buxton, and That's then a right. walk, and then a walk, and then the salami for former Twin Chris Herman. I think once you see then that the next batter, he's nowhere close to the strike zone. That's not Jake Odorizzi. That's not who he's been this year. Clearly, the finger must have been impacting him, and Rocco Baldelli made the same decision. So to answer your question in a really long-winded way, good job, Wetmore. I think it's a non-issue going forward, provided they can fix this. I I think so much of this injury or so much of this performance is, can be tied directly to what was affecting him. The other thing that's really interesting about this, Rami, and I don't know your thoughts on this, all-stars get replaced all the time, especially pitchers who throw on Sunday who are not going to get into the game. Right. This was probably going to happen already. This opens up a spot on the AL pitching staff, and I think Twins fans might be watching that one with bated breath. Jose Barrios? He's got a case. Again, I'm... I'm in a place now where I'd almost rather he didn't. I'd be happy for him if he did, but I'd almost rather he didn't for the good of the Twins. So it's a real possibility that several Twins, or at least one Twin, is added late here. It sounds like you might be in the camp now of uh, World Series or bust, so you you don't necessarily even want to see them go to Cleveland and represent the American League. It's like a party you weren't invited to. You don't want me there? I don't want to be there. Don't send me a late invite. If you didn't want me there, I don't want to be there. I'll stay home and rest. Watch Netflix. <laughs> Catch up on some shows. Exactly. Uh, I got some reading to do, is what I typically say. I don't say that, because yeah. that's always a lie. <laughs> Books. But it is three starts before. It is three starts before yesterday with the blister. Jake Odorizzi, the arrow has been... Now, we had to expect some regression, right? He was Cy Young for the first couple of months of the season. Did we? I think so. All some. Right. Okay. Not not to terrible, but there had to be some regression back to the mean. And his three starts before yesterday where, yeah, you can chalk it up to, to the blister or the fingernail or whatever it was. Four runs in six innings, four runs in four innings, and then just three runs in his start previous to yesterday on June 26th against Tampa Bay. But it only lasted five and a third innings before his pitch count ran up and he sort of ran into a little bit of trouble. And they had to get the hook out. Like, he's... 
I don't want that's not struggling. None of those none of those lines are terrible, but he's like I said, definitely regressed a little bit here in his in his last handful of starts. For sure. And part of it I wonder like how much of it is him versus how much is it the league figuring it out? Because if it's the league figuring it out, that might be a little more concerning. But I've just been so impressed with Odorizzi this season. Worked on his game, his craft this winter. He's a really cerebral guy, so I don't think this was ever uh it was more execution than game plan. But still, it takes some fortitude to post a four-and-a-half ERA, tell everybody that'll listen, you had a terrible season and that you're disappointed with your outings, uh, really just want to flush the 2018 season, and then go do something about it. But not only do something about it, work on your everything that he worked on this winter, uh, in part the Florida Baseball Ranch, but also to not ditch your plan. That's the part that's amazing about Odorizzi to me is like he didn't have a bad season and then say, all right, well, this ain't working. Got to figure something else. Maybe add another pitch or change up my mix or let's work with Wes Johnson and add some velocity. This is who Jake Odorizzi has always been, at least as as long as he's been on my radar. I guess I don't really remember his Royals days, if I'm being honest, but I remember his Rays days. And then, of course, coming over to the Twins. What is he? He's high fastball. He's split change up. He's breaking ball. This year, there's some two-seam action in there, but the point that I'm trying to make is that he didn't run away from that high fastball and think, this clearly it didn't work last year, it's not going to work. He's like, no, the plan is fine, I just need to do it better. This year, it's amazing to me that he doubled down on that plan, and it is working. He's just doing it better. So... You ask about regression, and I think you're not going to expect a 2.2 ERA all year. But I do think this is a guy that you'd like to have making a start for you in October. And after he exited the game, it's a loss, but there's silver lining to take out of this loss. I know it's not, we play, did the Twins bullpen do its job on Fridays? I know it's not the day to do it. Unless you want to. I mean, we won't be here Friday. but There is no Friday show, but I do think that we have to keep that. uh, The Twins bullpen definitely did its job, though. Even though we're not officially going to play the game, I'll keep Ram Rami in in the closet for now. We don't have the music and we don't have Manny Hill. We can't play the game. But uh, Adalberto Mejia, Big Bert, he was called up earlier in the day. He goes three and a third, giving up just a one run. McGill, just a one run. And then uh, Morin, he closes it out in the ninth with a shutout eighth inning and uh so what what'd you get out of your bullpen five innings of one run baseball two runs but same idea that's right two runs that i don't do math good that's perfectly fine this is a baseball show not a math show i don't Um, read books or do math good what are you trying to say (laughs) he's trying to say he didn't pass elementary school (laughs) with an athletic future like young Rami had. I don't imagine <laughs> many people expected him to go to class. Uh, yeah, I, I like, mean, eventually my legs will grow. I don't need to read. I don't need to be smart. Plus, this cannon's going to carry oh, me all the way Rami, to Wrigley Field. Little Rami was. My yes. legs can't stay three feet long my whole life. That's crazy. We were talking about that in the host lounge before the show, that if you did have legs proportional to your upper body, you'd be six I'd foot be six. I'd be a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and how tall are you? Five foot eight. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. With a six foot wingspan and size 13 feet. Five foot eight. Jonathan, we're putting together a Score North uh, pickup basketball team, and we think 
Rami's probably going to be like that undersized power four from the 1990s or just like box really out guys undersized. nine inches taller really than you. undersized. Get those elbows out and sharp, boys. Rami's getting some rebounds today. Like, I said, I'm like, I'm like the <laughs> poorest know. of poor man's Charles Barkley's. That's what I am. Super poor. Like yeah. destitute. Yeah. Like starving, destitute, poor man's Charles Barkley. Uh, I don't really know how we got onto this. But, I don't either. But, but the bullpen transition from it kind of did do its job. There I mean, it's go. better than bring it on back. Better than uh, blowing up and just the barn doors are blown off. But you still you lost a slugfest in Oakland. Call it what it is. Your all star starting pitcher is now gone for a little while. That's it's it's too bad. I guess if you're looking for a bright side, it's Alberto Mejia is back. He strained his calf on what like the the first week of May. Like I want to say it was May 1st or 2nd or something like that. In the most convenient injury stint in Major League Baseball history for a guy who was struggling and you didn't want to lose. He's back now yeah. and he showed some good pitches and that's a potential boost for the bullpen. Very good to see that he is uh, at least still uh, roaming this earth, and two months later, he's now back from that strained calf. So you want to hand out your own twinsies after a short break? Dude, I heard you guys did them, and I thought, that's amazing. I just, I don't need to change the awards or anything like that. I just want to hear them. I, w- want, I want to hear input. about it. Yeah. No, I mean, no, you, no, should, no. you should be part of the Academy. No, 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 no. You should be part of the Twinsies Academy. Perfectly fine. I'll be next year, or postseason. We'll do, we'll do end-of-season awards. There will be postseason twinsies. It's perfectly fine. Fine, I want a chair on that board, but I don't feel the need to like overwrite anything. You guys picked your awards. I just want to hear about it. All right. That's coming up next. Derek's uh Derek's personal twinsies. Mid season twinsies. I want to decide if I actually am handing these out in the clubhouse or if it's just way too embarrassing. I would have so much respect for you (laughs) if you took spray painted naked Ken dolls and handed them out to twins players as trophies that you pretend it actually meant something. Social media, Seth, would have to come if I'm going to do this. So let's just figure out if this makes sense after the break. If you do do this, though, yes. you have to wear a tux and a bow tie like you are at an That's Academy true. Award show. And, like, actual hair gel. Like, yeah. just really slick it back. Get the whole Pat Riley hair going. And if there's any way we can get a podium involved. Oh, man. And these guys giving speeches. Oh yeah, but gosh. if they speak too long, then we got to have an orchestra play them off. <laughs> that orchestra just consists of TC the Bear. <laughs> No, it'll be a stupid, annoying drum like they have in Oakland. <laughs> hey, it's the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72. Derek's personal midseason twinsies. When we return right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports music and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. Score North, first place Twins show, live from Bomasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makloff, along with uh, Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. Raised by Wolves coming up at 1 o'clock if you're listening live on 1500 or live.scorenorth.com. We're also 
All these fine shows available wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or do yourself and us a favor. Go get that Score North mobile app. It's cool. It's awesome. You can win stuff for streaming us live. You can download and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts, and it's your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including Derek. Well, the Jake Odorizzi story up there, there right go. now about right. hitting the injured list in favor of, uh, I believe, Zach Littell's on his way to the big leagues. But I was going to say also push notifications. That's right. Sometimes I learn about news like after it's already been a thing, it's already been written, it's already posted on Score North, and they're talking about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I get a little push notification from the app, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll go listen for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Happened more than I care to admit for a guy who does this for a living. So yesterday on the show, Judd and I were uh, hosting. You had had the day off, which, which you deserve. You work hard, Derek Wetmore. Thanks for uh, me. But we uh, we needed content, so we came up with what we called <laughs> the midseason twinsies, and we came up with seven awards categories and uh, named winners. Actually, in the first category, we could not come to a consensus. So no maybe kidding. maybe you can push this thing over the top. Can I say before we get started mm-hmm. that I have not seen the categories? Mm-hmm. I have not heard your award show. I've got it downloaded for the weekend because sure. there's going to be a lot of cabin time, so I need podcasts. Yes. And that's really – I'm going to binge listen the Score North First Place Twin Show. That is one of them that I have not yet heard. So so don't know the categories. Haven't heard your picks. And I came in intentionally doing no prep for this other than you know hosting the show regularly. So I, I, I have my fingers on the pulse of the twins, mm-hmm. but I have not studied this or do I, I just want to be off the top with this. So just wanted to get that out there as a precursor. So like I said, you can decide this first category for us. We each had our own nominees and could not come to any consensus on the winner of the best edition this offseason. Best offseason edition. Um, I said Nelson and- Cruz. And so are there are there candidates or is it just a free you I'm pick? trying to remember who Judd and Manny are picked and I can't quite recall. Well, one of them would have said CJ Crone. Uh I think Judd said CJ Crone. Somebody would have said And Manny had somebody else altogether who I do not recall. Okay, well, let's go through the new guys. It wasn't, it's not Jonathan, Blake Parker. It wasn't Jonathan Scope, it wasn't Blake Parker. <laughs> yep. Wes Johnson, maybe? Potentially? No, it was a player. And not Rocco Baldelli? No. Best off-season edition. I really can't remember. I mean, mine's CJ Crone, just because he's on my home run Crone, you've got him, and he's hitting bombas for mm, you. That's fun. Yeah. How's Nelson Cruz doing for you, Rami? Actually, Nelson Cruz, Pretty my good. team has been fine, except for Jose Ramirez. Yeah, the artist formerly known. As <laughs> what the hell happened to that MVP guy? MVP candidate Jose but I, Ramirez. But I digress. Best off-season edition. Forget who Manny picked. Who do you think Sure. I think... I mean, if we can't remember who Manny picked, were they really a good candidate? <laughs> That's fair. Well, it was so good. It's like, maybe Manny's this was... literally out in the hallway, probably here. This, that this right might now. be... This might be Super Producer Manny Hill's galaxy brain, though, where, like, he comes up with something that wasn't even on your radar, and it's like, actually, he's right. That's okay. true. Best off-season edition for me, I it has to be Nelson Cruz. If you're limiting it to players, I can't think... I'm trying to go like blow for blow through the whole roster and guys who are new this year. Um, and I would even, you're allowed to include Michael Pineda on this because technically he was added for this year, but you can't make an argument that he's been valuable compared with a guy like Nelson Cruz. So if you're not allowed to pick like Rocco Baldelli, Wes Johnson, or yeah, the, the, the system mm-hmm. in place for now developing players. Oh, I think he said Marwin Gonzalez. That's right. It was Marwin Gonzalez. Oh, I don't know why we had a brain blank That's on true. that one. Yeah. 
That's but our fault. Nelson Cruz has been a, a better addition in terms of what he's provided to the lineup. This is the most powerful team in baseball history. They're going to set the Major League home run record as a team. They're going to hit more home runs than any Twins team ever has. They're going to maybe score more runs than any Twins team ever has. It is an offensive force, and he's right in the middle of it. I I think you probably got to go with Cruz for this. Uh, The next category was, and this was uh, Byron Buxton's first Twinsie. Uh-huh. Of a pair that he won on the day. He's the first multiple Twinsy Award winner. Make sure you tell him that when you okay. hand these out. Yep, he, he will was, uh, be thrilled to learn that. He was comeback player of the year for your Minnesota Twins. Okay, some other candidates. Too soon to say so, no. I think Oda Rizzi was Oda my Rizzi's candidate. Oda a candidate, for sure. Um, we all said it was Buxton, but we had honorable mentions as well. Yeah, and there should be... Uh, Boy, Jorge Polanco had the steroid suspension Jonathan last year. Scope. Jonathan Scope's a great candidate, but he's not. I don't like giving comeback player of the year to a guy who's suspended for PEDs. Yeah, sure. Like you, you did that to yourself. Dude. Sure. You didn't get to be rewarded for that. All right. Well, Kepler's having a fantastic year mm-hmm. after, I would argue, struggle. There were some people scratching their head at the contract extension because he hit 220 last year, but the Twins were like, nah, this dude's better than his batting average. Let's give him a let's lock him up before he becomes a borderline all star. And he is. I mean, he could play in the all star game. He could be one of those guys looked at very closely as an injury replacement. Um it has to be Byron Buxton. Be like Buxton, I'm trying right? to make the case for other guys, just but it's Byron Buxton is a pretty easy I mean there one. are other nominees, honorable sure, mentions, sure. if you will, but Byron Buxton you say wins the category. You say their name in the studio hall that you rented out that everybody goes to right. and dresses fancy so they can all clap when they hear Max Kepler's name. Before you open the envelope. And it's Byron. And you say Byron Buxton. Congratulations, Byron. Uh Silver Slugger, so the best hitter on the Twins roster. The best Ooh. offensive player You're not gonna on like the Twins this. roster. Okay. Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver's Get the best hitter here. that the Twins have, Get and he's got the best-looking swing. Polanco has like a four-something war and leads shortstops in OPS and slugging. And and lead, I think leads does he still lead the American League in batting average? And I don't know. Bunts with the game on the line and men on base. Mitch Garver would wow. never do that. Wow. So here's, here's, wow. Where, here's where this gets a little bit weird because like I think that awards very much need to be what you've done. Not what you project to be. So for that, I could see the argument. Yeah, you can't go on Mitch Garver's per six hundred at bats. <laughs> Don't we're have not, to count we're not that. Give out awards on that. This is it. Has to be actual production. Okay, well, so we can't just rename this the Woba Award. No, and give it to the guy with the highest weighted on base average, which right now would be your guy, Luis Arise. Arise, the Twins' leader in weighted on base average. Mitch Garver second, Nelson Cruz third, Jorge Polanco of current Twins would rate fourth in that, but. I see what you're saying. Mitch Garver doesn't have the same number of plate appearances. It'd be really... like if Matthew McConaughey made a short film and he won best lead in a feature film. Like it just doesn't. That's, <laughs> he didn't do enough work. Are you saying Mitch Garver is Mitch McConaughey? Is Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. yeah. In a short film. 
I'm not going to fight you on this one. I told you I wasn't going to come in and strong arm the awards. Jorge uh-huh. Polanco is a deserving recipient of the Silver Slugger. Next up is the Gold Glove. So best fielder. Byron Buxton. Let's not talk about that it. That was his second Twinsie. Congratulations, Congratulations Byron. Byron He'll be happy to learn that he's the first to receive two Twinsies in the one year. The first ever multiple Twinsie winner. Now, we couldn't do manager of the year. <laughs> Mid-season Twinsies. Because they only guy. they only have one manager. There is one manager on this club, <laughs> so yes. if we're giving that out. Congratulations, Rocco. It's, it's been a Rocco big first Baldelli. half. So we did coach of the year. Okay. So off of Rocco's staff, the best coach that he has. And it really, it comes down to Wes Johnson, pitching coach, James Rousen, hitting coach. James Rousen. That's what we said. No, actually, we gave it to Wes Johnson. And my reasoning was this, okay. Derek. What they had to mold and work with. Sure. What they What they started with. And a bunch of guys on the Twins, Rosario, Kepler, Buxton, Polanco, have taken their games to another level. And certainly, Rousen and assistant hitting coaches Rudy Hernandez. Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's okay. right. He, they deserve a lot of credit for leveling those guys up offensively and making them better hitters. But all those guys could hit. And then you got Nelson Cruz. You, you got C.J. Crone. These are Jonathan Scope for the bad year that he had last year. These are guys with track records of being able to hit in the major league. So he has a lineup full of guys who we knew could hit and he's made them a little bit better or has kept them up to up up to par for what their production has been in their careers. Wes Johnson, you gave him Jose Barrios and then Jake Odorizzi and Martin Perez and Michael Pineda and in the bullpen you had Taylor Rogers and then a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? For for what he's gotten considering sure. what he had to work with. I think he's done a a better job than James Rousen. So both, I, both deserve a lot of credit. So I said that I wasn't going to come in here and strong arm this and change the awards. Mm-hmm. So I won't, but I'll just point out. If that you'll actually hand these out, you can name all the awards. Derek right. Shelton needs to be on the candidate list. Uh, I think he could be a big league manager today. And James Rousen would also be high, high on that list for me, if not top. I mean, he took... He took a, a good lineup with good potential in the era of the juicy baseballs and turned it into one of the best offenses that we've ever seen. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for getting just everyone like basically on the roster to perform at the top of their ability offensively. I, again, can't change your awards, nothing like that, but to not include uh, Derek Shelton and James Rousen, two guys, honestly, who I think could be big league managers if they wanted to do it. I would uh, I would say that award ballot is incomplete, but also if you're going to give it to Wes Johnson, that's, hey. They were nominees. Congrats it's, to Wes it's Johnson. It's an honor to be nominated. And the next category was Cy it's Young. It's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> next category is Cy Young. So condescending. I love it. All right. Cy so Young. E- that's easy to decipher what we're trying to, to figure out. The best pitcher oh. on the Twins. Yes. Um, and it's a tight race. It's a tight race, but we gave it to Jose Barrios over Jake Odorizzi. Interesting. Okay. I don't know about that one. I, I feel like... Tight. I think you could justify either one of those guys winning it. Sure. And and Barrios has done more. He's got... He certainly has got more innings. He doesn't have the wins, but we know that that's not a big deal on the Score North First Place Twins show. Um... I'm not again. I'm not going to strong arm you. Change the awards. Jake Odorizzi was pitching like one of the best pitchers in all of baseball for a good stretch of the season, but also he gives up six in his last start and didn't make it to the you know quote unquote finish line of this 
first half for the first half Twinsies Awards. I, I won't fight you. If if Taylor Rogers had a better season going right now, he'd be in consideration. I think for Manny this. mentioned him as an honorable mention. Ryan Harper would be a guy who's in consideration. But yeah, I mean, Jose Barrios is leading the staff in innings. He's the only guy to crack triple digits so far. He's got the strikeouts, and you still see some more potential upside in there. A lot to like about Jose Brios going into the second half. Uh, also not going to fight with you giving him this award. He's one who will actually, if I gave him a golden spray-painted Ken doll on mm-hmm. behalf of the Score North First Place Twin Show, yes. I-, I think he would get a little emotional. You think I- so? I-, I think he would really appreciate the recognition. Then let's do it. I want tears. I want emotion. He won't that's, cry, dude. They're bigger fish TV. to fry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's going to go out and try to win an actual Cy Young. You think he gives that much of a damn about ours? <laughs> Come on. Like, he'll care. He'll be like, that's a nice gesture. Thank you. He'll say thank you, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And uh, that's finally, as far as I'll go. Finally, the final midseason twinsy that we handed out yesterday. This is the midseason twinsies after show, by the way, with us by analyst Derek Wetmore. Just grading uh, your performance. MVP. The MVP. I've got mine. Of your Minnesota twins at the midseason point. And this was when we had our second multiple twinsy award winner as Jorge Polanco. Took home MVP for really? your Minnesota Twins. Yes. Oh, for me, it's Byron Buxton. That's That was my nominee. Oh, well, congratulations I, on I, being correct. I concede. <laughs> well, <laughs> so condescending. I concede no, it to Polanco. It's rubbing off on me. <laughs> I can feel it in the room. We man. also mentioned Eddie Rosario, but sure. at the end of the day, we gave it to uh, uh, Jorge Polanco. Boy, uh, okay. I mean, that's interesting. I, he's he's going to get some... Talk nationally at the end of the year for the He's actual been so American good at the plate, MVP. man. Yeah, I just boy, it's this is a weird one for me because we're not talking about best player, right? If it was just the best player award, whatever, we'd line them up by wins above replacement. Say these guys are in consideration. And here you go. But to me, most valuable connotes something different, and 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 that is that like you would totally miss him if he was gone he changes games in ways you can't perceive all the time he adds the most value to the team it's a little bit of a nebulous thing like we fight about this every single year oh he was the best player well he was the most valuable player so i'm not going to get red faced as we hash this thing out but i would say sitting in this room grading the midseason twinsies this is the one that i'd probably take the most exception with you'd give it to buxton byron buxton you is this team's most valuable player more impact for this team than than what polanco does because jorge polanco's gone your shortstop is luis arise arise luis arise mm-hmm. sorry yes and sorry about that. You're getting that better one. at that. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I learned from Rami Makhlouf. <laughs> the best. But well, yeah, who's, who's replacing Byron Buxton? Ain't nobody can do what this guy can do in center field. And I'm not saying that you just plug in your guy, Luis Arise, and it would just be fantastic for the whole season, and he's going to hit like a monster and be Jorge Polanco. I'm, I'm, definitely I'm not saying that. Jorge is a super valuable player, totally deserving to be a starter in the American League All-Star team, but I I just get hung up on that word, value, value. And to me, you watch enough Twins games in a week, it's impossible to miss that guy's impact out in center field. I'd even say some of the value stats that we have right now are too crude to capture the value that he actually gives to the Twins. Byron Buxton, for me, is the most valuable player, but... He's already getting two awards, and you're making me spray paint some Ken dolls and hand them out in the clubhouse, and 
who am I to say that the starting shortstop for the American League in the All-Star game isn't the most valuable. So are player. we doing this? Are we handing these things out? I don't know, Are you man. ready to commit to this? I have to sleep on it. I don't feel very good about see it, what to happened be honest here, with you. You see what happened here? Cold feet? Yeah. He was all about it. 20 minutes ago, he was all about it. It's fun. It's a fun thing it. to talk about. And now that he's handed them out, he's like, ah, kick it around on the radio. But now I'm like, I'm representing an entire station, an entire brand, and handing yes, these things out that's to our guys. Brand. What if TC Bear is helping you out? Might it be better if TC handed these out? Not to volunteer TC mm. Bear for work. But someone Very from the station's got to be there yeah, doing Yeah, someone it. from the station's got to be at least a co-presenter along with TC. Okay, let me sleep on this, guys. But I have a feeling I don't He's have out. much of a choice yeah, here. He's so. not doing it. Are you oh, going to do it, Rami? No. you're going to twist my arm. No, well, I'm not going to do it. Why are you getting on him for not doing it? I'm not the guy who goes in the locker. They don't know, they don't know me. They right. know Derek. They All know the Judd. perfect. Rami is the guy who wants roofs on stadiums and threatens Twins GMs before the season that... Oh, yeah, that's right. God help you we if La Tortuga is not on the 25-man roster to open the season. That's that's Rami. And that's perfectly fine. I... I understand that I have a role to play here, so guys, I just would like to sleep on it before I commit to this live on the radio. I, I will very earnestly consider this proposition. I think this would be a good bit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it would be a good bit. I just don't want to be offensive, you know what I'm saying? Like, What's I'm offensive? Because they're naked being... Ken dolls? We can leave the pants on? That no, might be weirder. That would be, definitely be weirder. It's just like <laughs> six-pack and pecs Ken doll. That's, that's... that's just a weird comment. <laughs> Why? No, 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 not yours, his. Oh, his, yeah, that might be we weirder. leave the pants on? Yes, leave the pants on. You're in a public place, Rami. Keep that for uh, the opening of Mackie and Judd with yeah, Robbie. that's today. a very easy drop <laughs> for, for, for the radio. I, you just, it's, it's a mid-season award, and these guys talk all the time about, like, we're focused on the task at hand, and here we're doing this little, like... Kind of sideshow. I mean, I love the Twinsies. Don't get me wrong. Midseason Twinsies is a great thing that we should talk about uh, and and debate because I clear I just disagreed with like like half of them that you guys handed out. So it's a fun thing for us and for the fans and everyone who lives in or roots for the Bomba Squad in Bomba Soda. Um, boy, it just it feels like we're 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 tr- detracting from the point here, which is. Winning baseball games and winning series. But are we making good content for this show? Oh, it's great content. That's all we need to know. Okay. That's the only question that needs to be asked. Steve Scornorth, first place Twins show, live from Bomba Soda. The land of 10,000 rakes, the magic number is still 72. And we're back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Well, Jake Odorizzi now officially out of the All-Star game after that blister forced him out of the game last night and put him on the injured list. Rios is the logical replacement, right? Also, the home run derby bracket will be unveiled tonight with two spots still up for grabs. Do you want to see any of the Twin Sluggers competing there? Let us know at Score North on Twitter. That's at S-K-O-R North on Twitter. That's your Score North download. Now back to the Score North first place twin show. A high fly to left field. Robbie Grossman's back at the wall and that ball is gone. Sano touches off a two-run home run with two out and it's two to nothing. That call there on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Jonathan Harrison along for the ride. His first ride on the Score North First Place Twins show. Happy which, to have uh, him. You, can, uh, you can get on this the Bomba bus, bus wild, too. Man. You can get on bus that. This is wild. It's a wild bus. 
And the best way to get on that bus, your pass onto that bus, is the Score North mobile app where you can uh, download and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts. Stream us live. And uh, the more you stream us live, the more points you earn to get cool rewards from us because we love you here at Score North and we appreciate the love from you, like the five-star reviews and the written reviews, like this one from Simo, who says, hands down, the best way to keep up with the first-place Twins. Thanks for the great, consistent coverage of the best team in baseball. Leave us comments just like that. And it's also your one-stop shop for uh, all written content. From Score North. Thanks, Simo. That was nice, Sam. We appreciate or, that. Don't know. You heard the Miguel Sano home run there, and we already have one uh, very, very famous and beloved game show here on the Score North first place Twins show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? I don't know if we want to go full game show mode right. for this. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it makes sense. Let's just run a pilot, and if it if this catches on, do you want some some game show music? I mean, if we play game show music, Rom Rami is going to come out. It's going to be a whole thing. We can't half-ass this thing, right? Okay, here we go. Guess the horse has left the barn now. Yep, too late now. It's time for everybody's now newest, most favorite game show. Did that Miguel Sano home run count? Did it count? Where we find out if that Miguel Sano home run counted. Now here's your host and beloved host from Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job, Derek Wetmore. Derek, take it away. Rob Robbie, thanks for the setup. Jonathan, thanks for the music. Listeners, thanks for coming along. I just wanted to ask the question to the room, and it's a short game show. Because we have some people who like to dismiss Miguel Sano home runs as who cares, he strikes out a lot. And who cares? He sucks at third base. And I say, he's not great at those things all the time, but he hits home runs. I just want to know, did that home run that he hit last night in Oakland, a two-run job to give the Twins a lead, did that Miguel Sano home run count? Did it put runs up on the board? Two runs were put on the board, and the Twins took a 2-0 lead, yes. Did he have more home runs yesterday than he did the day before? When the Twins were off, yes, he did. Then, indeed, I have to say... That that home run did count. Okay. Yeah. Can I get a ding and an applause? There you go. There you go. It doesn't work for a game show quite as well, but it's fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is just a little bit of a underhead and shot at our friends. Because last week on the Score North First Place Twin Show, Matthew Collar and Judd Zulgad were very adamant that even though Miguel Sano hits home runs... He sucks and should be banished to Rochester. (laughs) And I said, it's not going perfect for him right now. He's striking out way too much for anybody to be comfortable, but strikeouts are just outs and home runs count. And is he a perfect third baseman? Absolutely not. You watched the game yesterday. He's not a perfect third baseman. Um, But if he hits 30 to 35 home runs in a year, you're basically just saying like, all right, he's he's a power bat who plays a corner position. You take that. It's baseball. So anyway. I like how I just had a Jeb Bush moment there. I was like, please clap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some music and a ding and a clap? Very high maintenance Ram Rami moment there. Please clap. I don't know if I can keep up with it. <laughs> I love that. That's one of, that's one of my favorite please moments clap. by anybody ever up on the stage ever. No reaction to what he thought was a killer line. He was just like, please clap. Most dejected. But we digress. Yesterday, uh, Judd and I had a little bit of a debate, Derek. Oh, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air. I really don't remember. I'll, uh, sometimes the day just melds. Were we even streaming? I don't know. But I, okay, then did I, it happen? I thought that the uh, the all star snubs, as we perceive them, 
could be could be a little bit of motivation in that Twins clubhouse. Reading sure some of the quotes and some of the comments of first Rocco Baldelli, but also uh, some of the guys who did make it. Jake Odorizzi, despite making it, seemed displeased that some of his teammates didn't make it. And there, you heard more from that clubhouse than you usually do when there are perceived all-star snubs. And I do think that... It might be something that they hang on to and put in their back pocket and use as a motivator in the second half. Like, oh, you don't think you don't think we're that good? Let's show you how good we are. Yeah, definitely, that could be a real thing. Um, last year, Eddie Rosario went through a similar deal. Played like an all star the first half, got left off the team. Kind of a numbers game, as we talked about last week. Like, the AL outfield is just crowded. Really hard to crack that top six, whatever. So he got left off. Barrios made it. I thought Barrios was a deserving all-star, but I wouldn't have argued if Rosario made the team. Uh, it didn't work out that way last year, Rami, but I don't think that means you're wrong. Like, last year, I still I got to believe that Rosario wasn't exactly himself in the second half of the season because the production really, really tailed off. He went from being like a, like a five- or a six-win player to being pretty replaceable the last... Six weeks, two months of the season. I, I don't remember how long the stretch went, but it, it was an extended time where it was like, that's that's not Eddie Rosario. That's not the guy we've come to know and love in Bomba Soda, the original leader of the Bomba squad. Like, it just didn't feel quite right to me. And I, I don't know. I never got to the bottom of what was going on there. But he, this year, is again playing like an all-star. Max Kepler is playing like an all-star. Nelson Cruz is playing like an all-star. I wouldn't think for Cruz is going to be a big deal. He went to the last, was it like six in a row? Mm-hmm. And I think, A, he understands that it's a special experience, that it's not guaranteed every single year. But he's also, he's been there. So he knows like what he's what he's missing out on. For a guy like Kepler, who's maybe built this up in his head, I don't know, I have no idea. I'm not inside his head. But like who this feels like a finish line, this feels like a destination being an all-star. For the first time, wow, not only am I a big leaguer, not only do I have a nice new contract, I'm comfortable, but the the world perceives me as an all-star baseball player. Wow. I do think that it's a new level for, for a young guy like that. Brios went through it last year. So, yeah, if you could use this, if you could take this little snubbing and, and turn it into fuel to what, you know, <laughs> the fire that burns in the second half, then great. It kind of reminds me, Rami, of the first argument that you and I had. Which was? You joined Score North in what, like January? January? Yeah. Because we were talking about this upcoming season and Byron Buxton and what happened in September and not being added to the roster. And it was just kind of like all bad. Everybody viewed this as a bad, bad thing. And you, I think, really wisely pointed out that like, hey, if he's going to use this as a chip on his shoulder and it's going to make him a better baseball player, rhetorical question, was it really the wrong move to not call him back in September? Yeah. I wonder if there's something similar going on here. It just when we when we started kicking it around in a prep email, it reminded me of your thought there over the winter that like, hey, if this motivates Byron Buxton, good. Judd and I talked yesterday about the fact because I said even even if Rocco Baldelli isn't that upset about these all-star snubs, it's a it's a good galvanizing technique to get in front of a bunch of microphones and go, hey, my guy's got screwed. You yes, know what I mean? That's right. And Mike Zimmer uses it every year. Yeah. And <laughs> and Judd said, and it's a he's he's right. It's the perfect word for what we're talking about here, whether whether it's coaching or the front office maneuvering to get the most out of a player. 
It's not the, it's not, it, this word doesn't have the most positive connotations attached to it, but it is what it is. It's manipulation. Yeah. No, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's a, at the end of the day, when you're an individual trying to motivate another individual, that's what it is. It's manipulation. You're trying to figure out what buttons to hit and what strings to pull to get the most out of that guy that you're working with. Yeah. At I the mean. end of, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And if they can use this somehow, and I didn't know this because I spend my time on social media trolling A's fans yeah. and getting ratioed <laughs> like crazy. You got ratioed pretty hard Ooh, yesterday. That's coming up later on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm still getting ratioed. Of as course we you speak, are. As this show is going on, I've gotten literally tens of tweets, which means every A's fan has tweeted me. <laughs> some of them during twice. This show. Yeah, some of them twice. So now you've got the A's fans and the Angels and fans. Angels fans. Yes, for my Mike Trout take earlier this year. That, oh yeah, that's right. You got you're going after the rest of the a- the AL West. I just want to be I just want to be barred from California. Let me tell you about the Texas Rangers <laughs> and why I think they suck. <laughs> Joey Gallo. Yeah, that's right. No, you don't attack the team. That doesn't piss people off enough. The you got you got to attack something stupid and trivial like a drum. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? I know it's hot in Arlington. You can't show up. Or you have to ta- or have a take on a roof or you got some bad takes. Or have a, have a take that, you know, Nobody's gonna see Mike Trout in Los Angeles and Anaheim because nobody watches the Angels. You can't talk about a team. That's that, fair. that doesn't piss them off enough. It's got to be trivial. But like I said, because I was busy getting ratioed by A's fans, I didn't see you pointed these out to me. Uh, Max Kepler posted eyes on the prize. Was that on Instagram or yep, on Twitter? Instagram. Eddie Rosario. He had a long Instagram post in Spanish that uh, loosely translated to "Some say the world is bleep." But I am stronger. Life is a long road, and the people only want you to win. It was a, it was very deep. Yes, if I understand the translation correctly. Uh, so who knows? Maybe this is just another little piece of kindling on the fire of the second half of this great, great baseball team. So uh, who knows? This has been a fun Score North first place Twins show, Jonathan. Good first journey with us. Thank you. It was fun. No Happy trouble. to have you, man. This is cool. Thanks, guys. Raised by Wolves is coming up next. And uh, why and how I got ratioed by A's fans. Four o'clock on the uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami show. All that on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.